If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Today we're going to introduce someone who's got an occupation in the horse industries with the difference. Nancy D. Brown from Writing Horseback. That's not riding as in uh, with D. This is Writing Horseback with a T because she writes about horseback in her job as a travel writer. Nancy, are you there? How are you? I'm here. Thank you for having me today. Oh, uh, Look, this is almost like a dream job that, you know, you almost think, are you sure? Can you get a job doing this? Yeah, I'm very excited to talk to you about your adventures and about your occupation. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Nancy, we normally start off with a a favourite quote. What have you got? Well, I have a um, trivet right next to my computer that it says, in riding a horse, we borrow freedom. And that just reminds me how lucky I am to be able to combine my passion of horses with my travel riding career, because I really do think riding a horse is all about freedom. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a a very well-known quote, you know, one that's come up quite a few times here. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you a little bit about how, normally I ask people about how they started with horses, but this unique career you've got. You've obviously got a horse background. I think you you were born on a stud, weren't you? Your parents had horses? Actually, my parents did not have horses, which is why I feel even more fortunate oh, because okay. they, yes. I wore them down. I wished <laughs> upon a star every night before I went to bed as a child, and I sponsored horses, I cleaned stalls, and finally they said yes. So I finally got my own horse at quite a young age, and Neither of them rode or knew anything really about horses. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So tell us then, you know, dreaming on a star for a horse and coming into this career, how did you combine it all? There must have been a little bit of a story there, just the whole journey to get here. Well, yes, I feel very fortunate because I have ridden horses my whole life. And then when I went off to college, to journalism school, I just assumed that I would be hanging up the bridle and putting away my boots. And I, in fact, did sell my horses and went off to college and was not known as the horse girl like I was in high school. And I studied journalism um, as my career. And then it wasn't until after um, I was established in the journalism field that I came back to horses and thought, you know, if I'm getting paid to go on these writing assignments for newspapers and magazines, let's fit in some horseback riding and, (laughs) and get paid for it. Yep, yep, very smart. How did the editors or how did the magazine take it that you said, look, I know you're going to get paid, but I'm just going to go off and do something that I enjoy doing? Well, I am a freelance writer, and in today's newspaper and magazine industry, there's a lot of freelance writers. Most people are not on staff any longer, 
And so when I was like, for example, in Hawaii, this editor of Shape Magazine, which is a magazine we have in the United States, um, saw that I was in Hawaii. And so they thought, oh, she's already been there. Let's see if she can do an active adventure guide for the big island of Hawaii. And so I wrote about yoga and places to stay. But of course, I had already been horseback riding. So that's how I started just kind of folding horses into the mix. And then that's kind of how I got my specialty, my my niche per se. Mm, mm. So for other people, do you need to have a journalism career to be an equestrian writer? Well, um, I like to think that my journalism career was helpful because everybody I meet, there are often people that say, oh, I want to be a writer and I go traveling a lot. And so it's not so much you do have to know how to write mm-hmm. and then you're you're now what we call a content creator. So as you know with your other guests, I also have to do social media, which is important as well. So it, it helps to be a jack of all trades and be a solid writer in addition to a good writer. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're combining the writing and the writing. <laughs> okay. Now, if someone did want to get into this career, we talk about core skills. So you've talked about writing and riding, but what type of person do they need to be? You know, core skills, character traits, do you just go and if someone's got, they can write and they can ride, what else do they need to be an equestrian journalist or an equine journalist if we're just thinking horseback riding? Sure. So to be perfectly honest, I would say for me right now, it's hard to make a living as a freelance journalist because in the United States, at least, the newspapers and magazines are really cutting back space. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I do is online writing, and that doesn't necessarily pay so well, but you can definitely have a blog, and I have a couple of blogs, and you can write for other people as well. And then you want to have the skills of solid writing experience, but then you also have to know how to do the social media of promoting your blog, being active on Instagram, knowing how to do a YouTube video when you go horseback riding so that you can have that accessible as well. So you have to kind of be a jack of all trades in order to do the writing and and, um, the writing as obviously that comes easy to most everybody who listens to horse chat. Sure, sure. But you've got to be, I mean, when you went to journalism school, did you have to learn how to take a video and put it up on social media? Or is it that you're more adapted to change? You've got to adapt to change. Exactly. That that is what we're talking about. I think you kind of have to do uh, just be very flexible Just like on the back of a horse, you have to be willing to feel things out and see how um, the horse is going to go, and you have to see how the ride is going to be. So I was definitely not schooled in how to make a YouTube video or how to write for keywords or um, how to write a blog post. So you you have to learn how to do those things on the fly, shall we say. And I just got all my solid writing skills from my journalism degree. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, if we had to choose one adventure that you've been on above all the others, what's the favorite one that you've been on? You know, I get asked that question an awful lot, and it's Mm -hmm. like asking who your favorite child is or your favorite (laughs) horse. 
it is so difficult for me to say because usually my last ride is my most exciting ride. Um, so I've had many. I think um, I cover luxury travel. So one of the things I loved was called uh, Clicks for Chicks, and it was at Triple Creek Ranch in Darby, Montana. And that was led by one the co-owner, Barbara Barrett. And it was a very luxurious ride, but yet we were riding for three days um, bushwhacking all through beautiful scenery in Montana. But at the end of the day, you got to come back to your cabin, maybe have a massage, have a nice <laughs> dinner with a bottle of wine. So it was, it was very high end, but a memorable, memorable experience. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available, and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Mm, wow, wow. You know, a lot of the time you go out and a ride like that and then you've got to put up your tent and, you know, cook something around the campfire and put up with sleeping in your sleeping bag. Yeah, that's the sort of travel that I think a lot of people would like to go on. Is there anything that you think people shouldn't miss out on? What's been maybe even your most remote travel? Well, um, some of the things that I have done um, when I went for, uh, it was called Ruby's Horseback Adventures, and it was in Bryce Canyon, Utah. And it wasn't necessarily remote in the sense that you can fly to Bryce Canyon and then you drive to this place, but they would trailer the horses to different places every day. So I was riding in slot canyons one day, and then we would be up in um, this ride called Thunder Mountain. And if you've ever been to Disneyland, they have a railroad um, roller coaster ride called Thunder Mountain. It was based on this Thunder Mountain ride in Utah because... Mm-hmm. If you see the pictures on my blog post, you will see that it drops off on both sides when you're walking across it, and you just have to trust your horse. So that was a memorable ride. Wow. Okay. And you've been to a few different countries, haven't you? I have. I've been very fortunate to ride in Switzerland and Norway and Ireland and Portugal and Mexico and Canada. So... Um, Ireland, again, was one of my favorite places to ride because it's so easy to get up on a horse there. Everybody is just, it's so accessible, whereas some places in the United States, um, you have to work for finding a trail ride. And in Ireland, most everywhere you can get up on a horse that day, if you're staying in a bed and breakfast or if you're staying in a castle or a manor house, they will be able to tell you where to go riding and you'll be able to ride that day. Wow. Wow. And and national parks, you're riding in national parks? Yes. Now, this was one I just did recently and I I would highly recommend it. I rode in all three national parks in Wales. So um, we flew into Scotland, we went to um, Edinburgh, and then um, we went to 
um, the Highlands of Scotland, and then we worked our way over to Wales, and we went to all three national parks, and I went horseback riding at each place, and that was amazing. And again, those people really are easy to get up on a horse and um, get you riding, and you can go cantering out on the trail. They ride English there, and I ride uh, mainly Western in the United States, so you just have to be adaptable with the horses, but great riding. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking just one of those adventures, you know, would be good. You've just got so much there. If people would like to learn a little bit more, they can go to your blog. What's it called? It's Writing Horseback. Correct. Writing, writing horseback, horseback with a W. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about, you know, we talk about challenges, okay? So a challenge, and you talked about, you know, combining the two careers, and I know that money's always a problem for everyone, but what would be your biggest challenge? to become an equestrian writer, not to do with money, but what else? Is there another challenge that you think that people would come across? I mean, the ability to write, the ability to ride, to be able to be flexible and, I suppose, open-minded and looking for opportunities. But you must have had some challenges along the way. Oh, certainly. And one of the things I will say, a physical challenge that I had is, um, I don't know if you're aware that I have two hip replacements. And so that for me was a personal challenge because um, my surgeon said, do not go horseback riding ever again. (laughs) And that was something that I wasn't able to agree upon. I agreed that I would never go on a green broke horse again and I would use a mounting block. But I think uh, physical challenges are just as important as getting in a career in writing and doing the blogging and doing the articles for newspapers and magazines, um, you really have to be resilient. And with the uh, freelance position, you have to be willing to do pitches all the time. And pitches means you have to say, well, I was just in Wales. I rode in three national parks. And so is this in-flight magazine that flies to Wales and Scotland, are they interested in an article? And for example, I'm going to be going to Napa Valley tomorrow to go horseback riding. And then I'm going, I just came back from a ranch in um, Quincy, California. And so you pitch things called roundups. And so you would be pitching um, an idea to an editor about why they'd want to have me write an article about best places to ride in Northern California. So you okay. have to be just always thinking about what an editor's looking for and, you know, really what um, horse chat readers would be interested in reading. Mm, mm, mm. I'm thinking about, you know, because you talked about where you're headed off tomorrow. Um, in the next 12 months, what trips, what have you got organized? Okay. So what I have is, like I said, tomorrow I'm heading to the Napa Valley in California. Mm-hmm. Um uh, going to a dude ranch, um, and the, the dude ranch, um, we'll, we'll circle back to that, but yep. I'm going to be going to France, and I'm going to be doing a barge cruise, and I'm sure going to look my best to see if I could find a day excursion where I can go horseback riding in France, because I know those exist. Yep. Then I'm heading to Montana in September. I'm going to be covering a um, conference. And I'm going to be going to several dude ranches, and that is, I love riding in Montana. So that's like one of my favorite places to go horseback riding. And if you ever want to go on a cattle drive, Montana and Wyoming are the places to do it. And 
I'm heading off to Canada after that, and I'll be going to British Columbia, Canada, and they are also have great places to ride. Right now, the um, Calgary Stampede is happening in Alberta, Canada, and one of the places called Kamloops, Canada, has the Gang Ranch where, um, I don't know if you remember the Marlboro cigarettes, but the yes. Marlboro Man. Yep. Yes, the ads were filmed at Gang Ranch in, in, in Canada, and so there's a lot of big open horseback riding in um, Kamloops and British Columbia, Canada. I keep thinking of Heartland if you start talking about Canada and riding in Canada. Uh-huh. Mm. There's, there's great open spaces to ride in, in Canada. Yeah. I haven't yeah. been to the Calgary Stampede myself, but that's supposed to be quite amazing. Yes, yes. Now, you've got an offer for our listeners too, haven't you? Can we talk about that a little bit? Oh, yes, please, because this is top of mind right now. I just got back from this. It's called Greenhorn Ranch, and it's in Quincy, California. I just put up a blog post about it today. And what's interesting about it is, at least in California, there's a lot of nose-to-tail horseback riding where you're just walking along. And at Greenhorn Ranch... You can lope on the trail or canter, whatever you want to call it. Um, It's an all-inclusive guest ranch. It's got fishing. It's got horseback riding, mountain biking. All the meals are included. And, yes, we do have a special offer for Horse Chat. If you use the code NBROWN19, they're going to give you a special discount, and you just have to either email them or call to Greenhorn Ranch. Okay, we'll have all those contact details at the bottom of this page as well, Nancy, which will be horsechats.com. Nancy, now do we normally go Nancy D. Brown or we just go Nancy Brown, I think? Um, normally on online I have another website, nancydbrown.com, just because there's lots of Nancy Browns oh, sure. on, online. Well, I don't but, think we've had um, any Nancy know, Browns on Horse Chats yet, so we'll go horsechats.com slash Nancy Brown if people would like to find those details about that offer that you've just said and that you can just go to horsechats.com, search for Nancy or search for Brown and you'll find those details. Nancy, this is all pretty exciting. I almost think I've chosen the wrong career. Maybe I should have been a travel blogger and done equestrian trails. I think that would be certainly one that people could look forward to. Now, if someone does have a journalism career or they're looking at a career that can complement their writing, I think this is just an amazing opportunity for them. And I think, um, you know, what you've said has been very good, very inspiring for people to get into. If people want to contact you, those details will be on the bottom of your page. But before we finish off, is there something that you'd like to say just as a, a bit of a summing up of your philosophy and what you've done and just something that you can summarize into a lesson? Well, I think that um, one of the things that I hear often is that if you follow your passion, mm-hmm. you'll be able to enjoy getting up and going to work every day. And so, yes, most of the time I'm in front of a commuter. I don't want to say that I'm on a jet plane every single day. But it really is inspiring to be able to combine my love of horses with my professional writing career. And so even if somebody's not a travel writer, they can also look into social media careers. They can do public relations for ranches. There's lots of riding barns that need people to be doing their marketing. So there's ways to work in the horse industry and be able to use your writing and and writing together. And I just I love the fact that I can follow my passion and that my philosophy is just 
follow your passion and combine it with work and you'll go far. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think um, following your passion is certainly something that I would recommend people to do as well. You know, there's a lot of things you can say about a career with lots of money so you can have horses, but if you don't like the career you've chosen, the time you have with horses you're looking forward to. So if you can combine the two, that's absolutely ideal. Okay, and Nancy, thank you for coming on. Thank you for telling us about all your experiences and and your job, which is different. You know, it's a different career in the horse industry, and I think that's what we like. You know, something a little bit different. We do have lots of people on that are coaches and trainers, and there's a big calling for that. But this is just something that's a little bit different, and hopefully, it inspires people who are thinking along those lines. So, thank you for coming and chatting to us today. Thank you so much for having me and and keep up with horse chats. I love listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.